Shalom. Coming up next, we take a closer look at the Apostle Peter getting out of the boat and walking on the water to Jesus. Next on Our Jewish Roots with Bible teaching by Dr. Jeffrey Sutton. Sunrise on the Galilee. Simon Peter prepares his nets for a day at sea. Much like the sea, Peter is unpredictable, calm and steady. And then in an instant, tempestuous. As we reflect upon the Lord's most intriguing disciple, we can see ourselves because we too have been broken and then restored. We too, in so many ways, are much like Peter. We're so glad you've joined us today. I'm David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. And I am Jeffrey Seif. So in our first program, Peter received a new name from Yeshua. I love the name Rock. Wow, what a name. Today, we're back at the Sea of Galilee. Lots happened on the, on the sea. I mean, when I looked at Peter initially, I wouldn't call him Pebble, never mind Rock. I mean, the Lord <laughs> saw potential there that yeah. I didn't get at first blush. But isn't right. that like the Lord? Can I say something? Sure. Rocks sink, but Peter didn't. <laughs> Ooh, he's walking on the water today, that isn't That kind of goes with the story, doesn't it? It does. That's good. It's a good one. Who else defied gravity? Peter did, and the Messiah did. Amen. Oh, there's so much. This is a good program today. It is. It's yes. a great We're story. excited for it. Right now, we take you to that beautiful place, the waters of the Galilee. Let's go there now. The Sea of Galilee, quiet, still. Then in an instant, thunderous. Peter's walk upon these waters will be recalled with wonder and doubt as he seeks confirmation about what really happened that stormy night upon the sea. Hello. אני זוכר את הכל. אני זוכר את הרוח, את הגלים, אני זוכר את הפחד. אתה זוכר היטב. חשבנו שזאת רוח רפאים מהלכת על המים. כולנו פחדנו, לא רק אתה. היה חשוך מאוד, פלא שבכלל יכולנו לראות משהו. ואז שם הוא היה. מתחילה כמין רוח רפאים, בוהקת, מריבה. התעודדו, הוא אמר. הייתי מבולבל בהתחלה. ברגע שהוא אמר, אל תפחדו, אני ידעתי שזה האדון. הוא הרי ציווה שקט על המים האלה בעבר, אז חייב שזה יהיה הוא. ואז שהוא אמר, בוא, אני... אני לא היססתי, אני פשוט... אני פשוט יצאתי. שוב גברה עליך כניעה חסרת מעצורים. יפעת, אתה למעשה הלכת על פני המים. על אף הרוח והגלים, אתה עשית זאת. כן, אבל כשהתקרבתי אליו, אני נזכרתי בגלים, נבהלתי מהרוח החזקה, ואיבדתי ריכוז. בוא, התחלתי לשקוע.
ואז הוא הרים אותי. ושאל אותי מה קרה לאמונתי. מדוע היה בי ספק? מה ענית לו? כשלתי במילותיי. אתה צודק, אנדרו. אתה צודק, זה באמת לא היה חלום. הזיכרון הזה יישאר בי לנצח. הלילה שבו ישוע המשיח נחלץ לעזרתי, משך אותי ביד והציל אותי ממוות בטוח, ממעמקי הים הזה. morning here in the Sea of Galilee. It's great to be here, isn't it? It wasn't so good to be here 2,000 years ago. It was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning, and the water was extremely turbulent. And those fishermen who were in a boat much akin to this, the, the boat that I'm in right now is an actual replica of the boats that they actually used. 2,000 years ago, Yeshua, Jesus, would have been in one like this. Well, he wasn't in it at the time. His Talmidim, his disciples were, and they were terrified. It's not just that the waters were very turbulent and precarious, but they thought they saw a ghost. In a moment, we're going to look at the story in the Matean Gospel. Matachahu was his name. We know him more commonly as Matthew. We're going to take a look at the book and see it from our eyes. I'd like to note, however, on the front end, that if you look at the Matean Gospel, we're looking at literature that actually circulated initially in and around Syria. I mention that because the Galil, the Galilee, where we are right now, was, uh, was managed out of Syria. And in the aftermath of the Jewish war in the 70s, people fled up to Syria. We're going to look at a story where, where Peter gets out of the boat and he sinks. He starts to sink into the water and Yeshua lifts him up. I mention this because the first hearers of the Matean Gospel they were all sinking on land. If you look at those first disciples, those who first read the literature, were looking at refugees, were looking at displaced persons who flee the Judean war and make their way up to Syria. These are the first that are gonna take a look at the book, a story that we're gonna look at right now. Matachahu tells us that they were really in trouble and far away from land, in fact. And in verse 24, we're told they were a long way out. Uh, a number of stadia, many stadia. Stadia in antiquity harks to a term about 600 feet. We're looking at two football fields. And they were many stadia out. They were in a, they were in a bad way. They were in trouble. Uh, the sea was storm-tossed, and uh, these were hardened fishermen. You know, they could handle tough terrain in the water, but, but they were far out, and it was the middle of the night, you know, uh, 3 to 6 a.m. They did what the Lord told them to do, but they sailed into trouble. Uh, we're told in verse 25, then the fourth watch of the night, 
again, this is using uh, terms in antiquity, 3 to 6 a.m., Yeshua came to them walking on the sea, according to the story. Fascinating, and they cried out with fear. It, it, you know, the Bible speaks of fear, it's reverence. This is panic, it's not reverence. They're, they're, they're already in a bad way because of their circumstances, but now things seem to have gotten worse. We're told in verse 27, immediately Yeshua spoke to them. The word immediately is used a number of occasions in the Gospels. Eutheo in the Greek, 42 times it's used in the Markan Gospel, and Matthew is borrowing Mark, by the way, in the, in the telling of his story. We're told that Yeshua, Yeshua spoke to them and said, take courage, you know, chazak, be strong. Peter then, in verse 28, and Peter is an interesting character. Uh, if you look at the Talmudim, the disciples, Peter, you have the inner circle of the 12, Peter, James, and John, and Peter's always mentioned first, and he has more speaking parts. Peter, first he says in verse 28, Master, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Now that's audacious, that is so bold, you know, stepping up, look, uh, let me come out there with you. I don't know about you, I wouldn't have done that. You know, that's a little beyond me. It seems, it seems rather foolish at one level, but, but, but Peter was kind of sort of like that. A little bit of foolish, a little bit of faith. Uh, he says, uh, let me come out in response to which the Lord says in Hebrew, Bo, come. It, it, it's, a, it's a verb, but it's a command verb. Bo, come. Come to me. Come on. And Peter, we're told in verse 29, got out of the boat and walked on the water to go to Yeshua. It's a fascinating story. It's an interesting story. Who would have done it? Now, we'll look at the story, and people are going to say, well, look at that, Peter. You know, uh, it wasn't a day like today uh, uh, where the waters are calm. You know, he goes out there, he's walking, and the, the waves are kicking up, and the polygon is, is miserable. You know, he's upset, and he fears. And people say, oh, look at that, Peter. You know, he took his eyes off the Lord, and he sank. Bad man. Well. That is true to the narrative. He is rebuked for taking his eyes off the Lord and looking at the waves. But before we pick on him, let me ask you a question. Uh, did you note with me that no one else bothered to get out of the boat? <laughs> you know, it's, it's easy to criticize the fellow, uh, to be sure, uh, but uh, no one else did it. You know, and, and faith, it seems to me, it prompts people to do things that are audacious. I was speaking to the, uh, the, the fellow who built this boat, um, which is in effect a replica. And it might have been audacious. He wasn't a boat builder, he said, by profession. He just looked very carefully at, at the original and endeavored to construct. Some can say, look, what do you know? You're not a boat builder. But, but sometimes people do things as an urge, as an inclination. There's a sense, let's do it, and it's bold whether it's building a boat, whether it's stepping out of a boat, different people do different things. And in so many days, in so many ways, what becomes of them in life is determined by the bold steps that they take. Well, it's a fascinating story. Peter gets out there, he, he walks on the water, and uh, subsequent to which he sinks, he's invited back into the boat. We see then in verse 33, finally, they're all awestruck. You know, the waves cease. Peter's back in the boat, and we're told that they worshiped him, the Lord, and said, truly you are Ben Elohim, the Son of God. Now, when it says they worshiped him, I want to hark on that as I close here. The word worship comes from two words, uh, a, a ship of worth, worth-ship. 
they were mariners, they were seamen, these early disciples, and uh, uh, they found a boat of worth that is ascribing value to Jesus. They, they, they worth-shipped him. They realized that by virtue of their going with him, with all that entailed, all the supernatural associated with it, they knew they could make the crossing through life, that he was a ship of worth. They can get on board with him and go into the future. They realized that then. I hope that you can realize that now. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store, there, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. Jeff Seif teaching on the Sea of Galilee. Wow. It doesn't get much better than that. And here's, here's the, I'm gonna say the word glorious part of that. You can do that too. Well, maybe not be filmed for our program teaching on the sea, but you get to ride on a Jesus boat. It's the highlight of our tours to Israel. We'd love for you to go with us. We'll save a seat on the bus. Speaking of Dr. Seif, he has so many more series that he has in his pocket ready to give to you. And we can't do any of that without your financial support. So thank you for helping us to go to Israel and Dr. Seif's teaching every week. Thank you so much for that. Right now, we continue our story of Peter as Andrew seeks to find out more about Peter's miraculous encounter with Yeshua. ZANG <laughs> I opened this program by pivoting from something in the drama, a line that in so many ways people can be sinking on land. I think that's profoundly significant because a lot of life is sinking on land. We, we lose heart. The, the bottom drops out of our own world in so many ways because life can be very precarious. 
here on the Sea of Galilee, I'm on the fishing boat that's a facsimile to the one Jesus was in with his disciples. And it is, you know, it moves around a little bit. It's precarious, even when the waters are calm. I can imagine what it's like when it's choppy and when there's a haul of fish on board, particularly precarious. It's not just the boat can overturn and people can lose the fish, people can lose their lives in the process. And sometimes life is lived that way. I'd mentioned earlier that the first hearers of this story um, were living in a precarious way as well. These were refugees that fled the Hebrew War that are first uh, reading the, the Matean Gospel in Syria, refugees, and hearing about you can walk through the storms of life, but if you walk with Yeshua, he can lift you up. You can find success even amidst the turbulence of trying times. I think that would have been particularly important for them. I think significant as well, and it's a subtle point, walking on water, walking on land, the, the religious life in the Jewish world, it, it, it's, it's depicted as a walk. In fact, halakha is the term to be an obedient Jew, to live by the precepts of the rabbis, uh, is to follow halakha, and it comes from the Hebrew chalak, which means to walk. Walking on water, walking on land. Of course, it's symbolic on the water, but it harks to the precariousness of human experience. The point is, if we walk with the Lord, he can lead us through the waters. It's the story that goes back to Shemot, to Exodus, when Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moses leads them out of Egypt. Uh, Jesus is the new shepherd who leads us out of our sin and circumstance. It's just good news for modern man to know that, that he lives, he helps. He's all about helping us to live. That as we walk with him, we can get the better of the precariousness of human experience, walk in the newness of life, and we can walk victoriously. People talk about going witnessing, and it's in church work, it's scheduled. We're gonna go out witnessing. Uh, there wasn't a plan to go out witnessing. They weren't told to do it. They, they, they just did it. They, uh, th these people were amazed at what the Lord had done, and uh, they bore witness to it. We're told words spread in uh, chapter 14, verse 35. Words spread throughout the surrounding region, and people come. And it spread because people testified to it. You know, in the Jewish world, the Shema uh, is the one statement in Hebrew scripture that speaks too foreign about what Jewish religion is all about. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. In the, the Hebrew script, the last letter of the first word, an ayin, and the last letter of the last word, dalad, are bold-faced. They're, they're much bigger than the others so that when someone reads the Shema, the ayin and the dalit stands out, and ayin and dalit combined, the word ed, means to witness. The point is in monotheism, Hebrew peoples are to witness to this, to bear witness to this. Here what we see is people are bearing witness to, to miracle that, 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 that God is manifesting himself in a certain way through a certain person and touching persons. It's a beautiful story, uh, and, and people come. We're, we're, we're told that uh, those that were in a bad way, those that were in bad shape, they came. 
It's interesting that the, the pericope, the passage begins, pericope is a word for a standalone story, and there are a variety of standalone stories in biblical literature. The story begins with Peter seeking permission and Yeshua saying, come, uh, inviting Peter to him. And here you have the story ending, the miracles themselves commend uh, people to, to, to come to Yeshua. I want to close this segment in the Johannine Gospel, the 10th chapter. Uh, Yeshua, Jesus is on record saying, if I don't do the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you don't believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. There is miracle that accompanies the, the, the Yeshua story, the Jesus story. Uh, there's bodies transformed. There are circumstances that are turned around. People find themselves in the choppy waters of life and God can calm those seas. People find themselves sinking and the Lord has a way of resurrecting them and building them up. Whether it's the circumstances of your life, whether it's the body that you live your life in, whatever it is, in the literature we're told that the Lord can help people get the better of that. And uh, not just something physical or material, but the stories have turned around lives. People that have had an encounter with the Lord and come up a different kind of person. We see marvel and mystery in biblical literature all being transmitted through the person of Jesus. It doesn't just happen in the pages, it happens throughout the ages for those who reach up to him. Peter, Peter learned a lesson in this story. You know, he walked, he sunk, he was lifted back up again. And in that sense, in many ways, we're all much like Peter. We try, we stumble, we fall, we get back up. If that's you, I know it's me. Like I said, we're all like Peter in so many ways. Let's get back up, let's get in the boat, and let's follow the Lord. God bless. So Dr. Seif, um, I believe that you said Peter's coming to faith was a process. Yes, for him? Well, you know, we just see him there at a moment responding to Jesus. There may well have been previous moments, but the Bible doesn't record a lot. But arguably, he would have heard something and known about Jesus before that moment. Well, what's interesting, by the way, as we look at uh, this program, the experience with Jesus prompted people to go out and tell others about Jesus. Uh, to that end, let me speak to you for a moment. And I don't want to offer a corrective. Someone did say to me recently, I really like your program. I appreciate it. I mean that sincerely. But it's less a me thing than it is a we thing. But it's not even really us. Uh, I think it's better to say, if you derive benefit, I like the program. The reason why is there's no ownership of the material here. This is just straight out of the Bible. That uh, the task at hand is to go into the biblical text, to graphically depict it, to give a Jewish perspective on it, and to move it forward with the mind to hope that people will respond to Jesus the more so. If you find value in what we do, please help us in the doing. We read in Scripture the word spread, and the reason why the word spread is because people spread it. They went out of a way to use their energies to advance the Jesus story. Please help us do that. I believe there's a blessing in it for you, and there's a blessing in it 
through you in ways you'll never know. Well, you've blessed us through this series, and, and there's more to come. I just want to be a little cheerleader. I'm going to go, go, Peter. He did it. He defied gravity. He had the faith. He saw Messiah, and he said, I'm coming for you. And everyone jumps on Peter and says, oh, he lost his faith, and he went down in the water. I'm like, hey, hang on a second. Yeshua reached down, pulled him up. They had to get back to the boat, right? And it never says they swam and through the waves. I, I think, I don't know, but I think they walked back to the boat. But we kind of cut Peter. I'm like, who else had the faith? He jumped out of the boat. He did it. That's true. What a good point. It takes courage to, to, to face the future, doesn't it? To live life. And uh, Peter had courage. He kind of took his eyes off for a second, but, uh, but he's commended to me in my mind's eye for the reason that you stated. We've done the same thing. I know I have in my life taken my eyes, eyes off of him. Doesn't work. No, and isn't it great that the Lord doesn't let him sink and say, you moron, he reached out his hand and yes. took him to the boat. You know, That's and, it, because he can do that to all of us. And yeah. we do have the ability to live a supernatural life. We can defy gravity. We can defy the things of the earth when we keep our eyes on him. And Peter did it, we can too. Yeah, you know, I think about it, it's a little self-correcting. Uh, it's easy for me in my webs of relationship to think about people that have disappointed me and they've sunk, uh, but it's good to turn around and be gracious to give them a hand to get back on the saddle as well, isn't it? That's good. We can be the ones to reach out. Yeah, at the end of the day, we want to be the reach out reconciling group, don't we? Yes. The that's dramatic reenactments coming up are amazing. We get to sing on the Sea of Galilee. You're teaching so much more to come. But yeah, it's time so to go. much more to come, and it's such a thrill to do it. Thanks for helping us. We'll do it again next week. Come back, please. And as you go now, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem.
Seasons of doubt. 